From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Good. I don't know if you've noticed, there's kind of an influx of uh, motorcycles in town. I know. It's harder to find parking these days. <laughs> yeah. As Harley-Davidson celebrates its 115th anniversary. Uh, you know, when the Harley-Davidson 100 hit, I can remember every single moment of that celebration vividly. I was living downtown at the time. I kind of was in the middle of it all. And I didn't know at that time that we were going to get these five-year celebrations continuing. Yeah. So now, you know, this has kind of become a thing that Milwaukeeans have become accustomed to. Since the 100th and every five years, music has been a major focus. This year, it's a little bit different, though, for the 115th. Music is kind of on the back burner a little bit. There's more focus on motorcycle events, motorcycle culture. Uh, And not that there wasn't that before, but, but, you know, when you have, you know, acts like Bruce Springsteen and you know, Aerosmith playing that that tends to kind of suck up the uh, the oxygen a bit and really steal the spotlight. Uh, the fact that they're scaling back on music, even though I'm a music guy, I think that makes sense. I think it's kind of a good thing. I mean, it's, this is a, a motorcycle company. This is motorcycle culture. There's something really strong and passionate here and distinct here in terms of uh, the love for Harley. So I think it makes sense that this uh, week will be a celebration of Harley primarily, first and foremost. Although there'll still be music. No doubt about it. A lot of cool things to do, a lot of interesting things to see. But if you really want to hear some great music, we've got some selections for you. I want to talk about what's happening on Friday at the Harley-Davidson Museum. I knew about this show because Chris had told me they got this booking before it was publicly announced. I was kind of biting my tongue to talk about this publicly. But the record company will be headlining a show Friday at the Harley-Davidson Museum. Yeah, and that's going to be really cool. Chris, uh, of course, is Chris Voss, who uh, is from Wisconsin, grew up on a Wisconsin dairy farm like an hour outside of town, uh, was in the Milwaukee music scene really heavily um, with Freshwater Collins and Vade Rome, uh, and then kind of moved to L.A. Uh, with his wife for, for her job. Uh, but then through Craigslist, met some other musicians, and now the record company is this this thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's doing really well. It's this blues rock trio that's toured with John Mayer. It had a couple uh, AAA station number one hits, yeah, a couple Grammy nods. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's cool that there'll be a Milwaukee guy kind of coming back for that. That music, I think, really translates well for for the Harley crowd, uh, and that's one of several things happening. That you know, like last last time they had a big celebration, the hundred and tenth. They had kind of a mini Summerfest on the Summerfest ground. Yes. But tickets for that were pretty pricey, uh, and it really felt very limited to kind of the, the people kind of coming in. What I like about the uh, rethought-out plans for the 115th is that a lot of these are kind of free parties, free uh, shows at the museum at Veterans Park, and some big names, too. You've got Lee Bryce and Aubrey Sellers are playing tonight yep. at Veterans Park. Hailstorm's playing Saturday night. Reverend Horton Heat is playing at the museum uh, Saturday night. Um, so I think there's some really good gets. And also, uh, at the Panther Arena, there's this really interesting race where they're pouring Dr. Pepper all over the track. Yeah. It's a sticky race, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Sticky <laughs> but outside, there's a street party with a lot of Milwaukee favorites. And, and I think the diversity of acts that are playing on this particular bill caught my attention for our segment. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the lineup, I think, is impressive with Hailstorm. And you've also got Saturday, kind of an unrelated event. You've got Lady Anne Bellum and Darius Rucker. Huge at names. Family and Trans- Theater. Yeah, very very big names, but it's very much focused on rock and country. Yes. Uh, you know, and Harley, there's this this notion that the Harley is just like kind of a, a you know, a brand for white people right. and white men primarily. And it's not. There really is a diverse audience that love Harleys. Uh, and I love the street party that's happening Friday outside the Panther Arena because it is a diverse musical lineup. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it starts with Taj Raiden, who's a screamo rapper, screamo female rapper uh, that she's kicking off this party. I mean, that's a very like outside the box kind of booking. But I love it. I'm all for it. And 
then that lineup also includes uh, Faux Fiction, includes Telethon, which does like really awesome, really awesome yeah. kind of revisited take on seventies power rock. Um, but but they go in so many different directions. They're so different and interesting. Uh, and you've got uh, Whips playing as well that night. And you've got Denny Lanes, who is a really versatile rapper. Again, not there's really no hip hop at this whole Harley week. So it's great to see it at this party. I agree. The diversity of that lineup is incredible, Piet. And the diversity of the Los Dells lineup this weekend is also incredible. In the next section of Tapped In, we're going to go a little bit north, heading to Wisconsin Dells to talk about the second annual Los Dells Festival Music, Art, Food, Wisconsin. That's next on Tapped In. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. It's Tapped In. I'm Jordan Lee in studio with Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Piet and I have gotten together for years now. We talk about the music that comes in and out of our community. And Piet, we've been very excited when this was announced last year that Los Dells Music, Art, and Food Festival happening in the smack dab in the middle of the state of Wisconsin. Um, it's exciting to see an all-Latin music festival even exist, but to be so focused on what this festival curates and to have it happen in Wisconsin Dells, it's a really, really special and unique event. Uh, yeah, special, unique, or you could say uh, insane. Uh, because <laughs> here's the deal. All right, so uh, the Latin music market, as everyone knows, from Despacito, which just really, even as massive as that song was, yes. that's really just you know scratching the surface. Just scratching. The Latin surface. music is doing really, really gangbusters. I mean, last year um, the uh, consumption of Latin music was like leaped by thirty seven percent, according to the Recording Industry Association wow. of America. Latin music is really on fire right now. Uh, you're seeing now too some like little events kind of pop up around the country. The, the the Latin Music Festival marketplace is in its kind of infancy. And you're seeing that pop up in places like Los Angeles and mm-hmm. Chicago and Miami. Uh, urban environments usually uh, kind of mostly focus on one type of genre uh, within the Latin music world. Uh, and often the headliners are kind of like mid-tier headliners. Yes. So it hedge the bets. I mean, this is a new kind of baby thing. So, you, you know, it's really hard to kind of blow a ton of money on talents and doing something kind of really outside the box because uh, it's, it's really, this is something new you want to kind of play it safe in a way as safe as you can what's interesting about los dells is it kind of breaks the rules that a lot of these festivals are doing it takes place in Moston, uh, outside like 20 minutes away from wisconsin dells uh wisconsin dells wisconsin general has like less than a percent of the hispanic population in the country exactly you know and that county has like less than three percent of the state um so that's really something it's a camping festival. Most of these Latin festivals have been in big urban environments. Yes. So there's the camping thing is not really part of that marketplace. And the, the lineup is incredibly diverse uh, within the Latin culture. It's it, not right. It's it, not focused on like just reggaeton or right. just mariachi music or whatever. It's yeah. just everything from like alternative pop to classical to like some of the biggest names in pop right now are all on this festival. Yeah. So, I mean, this year when, when you know, when it came back, it's, it's the headliners range from, uh, uh, Weissen and Yandel, which is like a you know kind of a seminal uh, reggaeton duo, yeah, uh, and they haven't played uh, in the Midwest in like five years. They just recently announced that they're going to have a new album out by December with some major Latin players yeah. on it. 
Um, you know, they're a really big deal, and for them to headline this is, is quite impressive. But you also got uh, Banda MS, which is a really well-respected Mexican regional band that's been around for years and yeah. years and years. They've never, ever played a festival. Um, so they're, this is going to be their first kind of, you know, festival debut there. Uh, but the lineup spans from uh, Bad Bunny, who's kind of the leader of the Latin trap scene, yep. to uh, Kuko, who's this kind of rising, uh, kind of unexpected, kind of nerdy teen heartthrob, kind of like uh, Mac DeMarco. I was just going to say. He's yeah, he's kind of like a Mac DeMarco <laughs> for the teen set. That's how I've described him time and time again. Yeah, and he sings in Spanish and, <laughs> and English and Spanglish. Very kind of different, but he's on to something. I mean, he played at Lollapalooza and got, got good reviews there. He's played Coachella. Uh, and the lineup also includes El Tri, who is a uh, kind of a, a pioneering Mexican rock group that's been yes. around for 50 years. Molotov is a rap rock group that was big in the 90s. And when Limp Biscuit was doing things yes. stateside, you had Molotov was right. Mexico's answer Limp Biscuit, And they're still doing well. And they, you know, they are arguably much better. Well, maybe not arguably. They are much better than Limp Bizkit. Uh, so, I mean. Definitively, the statement definitive. Yeah. They yeah. are better than Limp yeah. Bizkit. We will stand by that. Stamp yeah. Approval. So, and you've got, <laughs> you've got Victor Manuel, who's a, uh, a veteran salsa singer. Yep. You've got. Uh, Gabriel Garzon Montano. I mean, yeah. he is like the, like, uh, Mexican prince. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got him as well. Uh, you've got uh, Carol G, who's a, a pop singer uh, who sings in Spanish. Uh, it's just, it, it, you know, uh, Ladius uh, Ochada, who was in Buena Vista Social Club. Right. Um, right. Yeah. And, okay, let's, okay. So let's really, again, from Bad Bunny to Buena Vista Social Club, this is a wide swath of representation of Latinos, Latinx, Latinas who are participating in making great music. And I've never. I dare say never seen a festival curated with such a wide diversity of styles. It's very different, and it's very different in the market. Uh, we should also mention Flowriders playing, which is an anomaly. <laughs> and it's a, now he must have like some Puerto Rican like blood or no, something. No, like that no, no. But him. he no? has he has collaborated with with uh, lots. Spanish artists. Yeah, yeah, lots. yeah. One of his new singles is with uh, Maluma. So. Yes. Uh, you know, it, it was it is a head scratcher. I think if you only know him for you know my I, you know yeah. my house, and but he's from Miami. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. And Miami, it's like yeah. everyone's somewhat Latin when you're in Miami. It's just yeah. a part of the culture but, down there. But talking to the talent buyer for the festival, he's like, well, you know, you can't even. What we're trying to do is really have a diverse. They re- they recognize while a lot of festivals are kind of in the catering to the Latin yeah. scene are behind the curve on this. They recognize more and more young Latinos are you know they're like everyone else in the sense that their their listening habits are everywhere. Everywhere they're listening to you know pop and English as well. They're listening to, to acts like Flo Rida, uh, and they 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 listen to the kind of traditional Mexican regional music that they grew up with with their family, and then they're totally into the yeah. the reggaeton stuff and the, the Latin trap stuff, and it's really kind of all over the place. And it's cool that something so different and uh, wide-ranging like this and ambitious like this is happening in Wisconsin. The reason it's happening there is because the owner of the festival, uh, Damon Zumwalt, he's uh, been a Latin music fan all his life. And he happens to own 1,500 acres in Mostyn outside of the Dells. He went to visit a dude ranch there in 98, mm-hmm. fell in love with the land, bought the land eventually. Uh, he has this giant like uh, multi-turf sports complex on that land, the Woodside Sports yep. Complex. He has starting last year. He staged the festival on the land, kind of right adjacent to that sports complex, and is, and is doing something really different. He uh, started Contemporary uh, Services Incorporated, uh, yeah. like it's after his freshman year in in, in college, which is like a massive, uh, you know, uh, crowd control and security firm that's used at tons of festivals and concerts, sporting events, the last twelve Olympics. Uh, and he just happened to fall in love with this land of Wisconsin, loved Latin music, thought this was something different and, and uh, thought that he could kind of get in on the ground floor, essentially, in terms of the surging yeah. music base. Um, 
you know, he admitted that he lost a lot of money last year. You know, he spent like seven, like six to ten million dollars yeah. to get this thing off. And the attendance the was okay. Last it was year. like seventeen thousand. Right. I mean, he was he was kind of banking more from like the you know twenty on the soft end to like maybe forty. Yeah. Uh, and they had a, I mean, they had Daddy Yankee and Mana last year, and a lot of big names last Huge. year. Uh, and so it was a big investment. It was not you know hugely attended. Uh, and again, this was a totally u- unique concept out in the middle of Wisconsin. Um, but, you know, he's, he says he's committed to this for the long term. He really sees that, you know, he mentioned uh, when I did an interview with him for the Journal Sentinel, Coachella lost money like for six years. Right, exactly. And he really wants this to be the Coachella of Latin music. And he thinks that they can really accomplish that. Uh, and this lineup, I think, shows that he's really serious about that. Uh, and not only that, they've also like lowered the prices too to try to make it better for consumers. So it's like twenty dollars less for um, you know single day passes, and they've dropped the price for weekend passes by like forty five dollars. It's a pretty significant drop just to try to get more people in there. So uh, we'll see what happens to it. It's like I said, it's you know some people might think of this is kind of crazy that this is exists, but uh, I think he's on to something, and I'd love to see something like this really kind of grow, even if it's going to be out in. The middle of Wisconsin. I think it's perfect that it's in the middle of Wisconsin. I think it's perfect that we have the opportunity to attract people from out of the state to come in and consume music. Of course, we've talked about this Summerfest is kind of the flagship that does that. And of course, now that the Pfizer Forum is opening this week, now we know that that's going to bring people in. And things like this, like Los Dells, are going to bring more entertainment money into our market, which ultimately just makes this a better music scene. I'm all for it. I wish the Los Dells people nothing but great weather for this weekend yeah. as they bring folks in from all over the Midwest. You know, we're going to be there live covering the event. So if you don't follow us on social media, please check out Radio Milwaukee on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find out more information on that. And, um, you know, I want to remind you, too, if you have any conversation, dialogue you want to have with Piet and I, if you think, hey, you know, I want to know more about what you guys are doing with this segment, you can contact us right there. You know, it's RadioMilwaukee.org. And Piet, you can hit, we can uh, always define you on your website as well. Yeah, you can go to jsonline.com slash music to find all our music coverage. And we have an extensive advanced preview of Low Styles uh, there. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Piet, I'll see you next time for Tapped In. See you next time.